Welcome to a new episode of the Legacy of John Williams podcast. I'm Maurizio Caschetto, editor of the Legacy of John Williams. Today, I'm honored to have here a special host who brought us an exclusive interview on the occasion of the release of the expanded soundtrack album of Far and Away, music by John Williams. Soundtrack's label La La Land Records, this March released a new two-CD set of John Williams' masterful score for the 1992 film directed by Ron Howard, starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Produced, edited and mastered by Mike Metesino, this spectacular release presents the entire score featuring many unreleased and alternate material never heard before. Epic School by Maestro Williams accompanies the journey of Joseph and Shannon from Ireland to America, with music inspired by Irish tradition. To add authenticity, the composer called upon probably the most famous and respected traditional Irish music group to perform on the score, the Chieftains, the legendary folk group led by Paddy Maloney. Our friend and collaborator, Tim Burden, was able to reach Mr. Maloney for an exclusive interview about his work and collaboration with John Williams on this school. So, without further ado, here's Tim Burden. taste of some of the beautiful music John Williams wrote for Far and Away in 1992 for Ron Howard's often underrated film. Whatever you may think of the film and the Irish accents uh, attempted by Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, I think it's a, it's a wonderful, you know, old-fashioned romantic drama and it features certainly some of John Williams' finest writing and that the unreleased film version 
of the Oklahoma Territory, which is John Williams at his best. Well, my name is Tim Burden. It's lovely to be here at the Legacy of John Williams. Thanks to Maurizio for hosting me. And in celebration of La La Land Records and Universal Special Projects' new release, the expanded edition of Far and Away... I think it's fair to say that John Williams holds a special place in his heart for Far and Away. He often programs it whenever he's conducting either the Boston Pops. Certainly he went on tour in Japan during the mid-90s and programmed Far and Away at almost every single concert. And shortly after, he did a new arrangement for Itchak Prolman for the Cinema Serenade album. Indeed, when you think about the cue, the land race, musically speaking, it's so spot on, but visually, Whenever you think of that scene, I mean, you know, there was no CGI. It was all shot. And it was so beautifully filmed. Big credit to Mikhail Solomon, whose cinematography all throughout that film is just stunning. But John Williams quite openly referenced Far and Away in his journey, immigration and building that wonderful movement from Spielberg's big millennium project. It's wonderful to showcase this new release and also a great opportunity to speak with Paddy Maloney. Now, the Chieftain's contribution to the soundtrack to Far and Away cannot be overlooked. So, we're given a bit of a spotlight to Paddy Maloney and it's wonderful to have a chat with him. He was speaking from his home in Ireland and he talked about those sessions and reminisced about the experience of working with his friend and colleague, John Williams. first asked Paddy how the whole project came to be.
uh, when uh, I met up with John, you know, on previous occasions, and uh, with my old friend Burgess Meredith, who was the actor, you know, the late, late Burgess, you know, he was a, a great character, and I used to stay with him. But uh, uh, John has been an admirer um, uh, of of the Chieftains and our music, and uh, particularly, you know, when we did that music for the uh, Barry Lyndon, which won us an Oscar. Mm. Uh, but uh, you know, he had, but he, he was closely connected with with Irish music as well. And uh, like he mentioned, uh, the Galway air, you know, as uh, influenced him in the in the score that happened, you know. Uh, but uh, um, so we were on tour. In fact, the Chiefs, we were touring America, and. Um, we got these scores, you know, so we had mornings of rehearsals. And I wasn't mad, <laughs> mad about the way things were, were happening, you know, uh, with ourselves, you know, just rehearsing. Uh, but, um, like, he wanted me very much to play the theme music at the top. And uh, we got to the orchestra, it was quite frightening, like, there must have been 140 people in the orchestra. And John was in front of us and I was behind, and we were all lined up behind to, uh, to to play the music and with Tom and Nicole and people like that um, uh, present down the yard come down for to hear and we have great photographs incidentally of the of uh, everybody together uh, but um, to me it was a little bit static you know I wasn't quite like that. I loved the music and uh, but it wasn't coming across you know I was reading it and it was a little bit too it hadn't got the buzz and the the guts you know that I felt and so I went up and tapped him on the shoulder and said John is there any chance I could play this you know with my own sort of style and he threw his arms around me he says I thought you'd never ask you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he tapped the uh, told the orchestra you keep an eye on me I keep an eye on him <laughs> <laughs> So I got the freedom of, you know, to let it flow the way I would normally play a traditional air, you know, which I thought was great. And, and it took off from there. We had a great time. And, and we were at the launch in, in Leicester Square uh, in London with uh, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, and Princess Di was there as well. Uh, and uh, we actually performed uh, the music uh, during the launch of the film, uh, after the launch of the film. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, was that the after-show party, was it? What was that, Tim? Was that at the after-show party, or actually yeah, in, in yeah, the exactly, cinema? Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's right. Oh, okay. One little thing I did say to Princess Di, do you want to go for a drink somewhere? <laughs> 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 you know, I said, well, there's a, a, another party up in the, the London Zoo, you know. <laughs> so she came back to me later and she said, no, it won't happen. I can't do it. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, that's just little memories that come back to me about. Uh, uh, but I, I do remember playing Symphony Hall in Boston, which we're actually playing again uh, this March coming. And uh, yes, uh, goes, it goes back to the seventies. In fact, for the first performance in nineteen seventy-six. Uh, but John was very much involved with the. The Boston Pops, the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Uh, as so, we did a Christmas show there, uh, which he was conducting, uh, and uh, mostly Irish, a lot of Irish music. And Burgess did some recitations and things, you know. But 
recited uh, poems about Ireland and that sort of stuff. So, uh, but uh, it was good then for that John to be there to be conducting the orchestra, uh, as well as the fact that uh, uh, when he did eventually uh, leave the orchestra, I was invited to the party uh, in in the symphony hall, you know, for to, when he was departing, you know. And um, mm. the one thing, of course, would I remember about the film, incidentally, was Ron Howard, uh, who had met us about 10 years previous, and he said, I want to make a film called The Irish Story. And uh, it's called The Irish Story, the working title, before it became Far and Away. Uh, and uh, we met him in Los Angeles, and and uh, so he said someday, so in fact, you know, I got this phone call then from him to, to know if... Uh, would be available to play the music, you know, and and John Williams, of course, was appointed the musical director and composer, and uh, so I was very happy and pleased about about that, you know. And they did shoot some of it in Dublin, uh, Temple Bar area, which was about to be turned into a bus station, you know, for the city, and as a result of. Ron Howard doing what he did he rebuilt streets and everything for, for the film which my daughter in fact is an actress appeared in you know all um, oh, right and, yeah so <laughs> just a small part she got you know uh, but uh, you know it was, it was a whole thing about this, this film and it was beautiful you know and uh, uh, I think it's a classic still you know and it was as I say great um uh, uh, I've asked John, incidentally, if he would uh, put together. I mean, we we often have when we do symphony concerts, uh, we always have the symphony play some of that music from that film. And uh, uh, I've asked him would he do a special arrangement of one of the pieces of music, which is quite lovely, you know. Oh, that would be fantastic! So, is this for the the, the big concert next March? Yeah, it'll be in time for that. It'd be great you know, to get it, you know. Because I, I think you know, I mean, you know, whenever you talk about some of your uh, performances with John Williams, one of my favourite from memory is the one where you're playing the the famous Mozart horn concerto with Gus Sebring, and you come on <laughs> at various stages, and it's a great fun piece. That I mean, uh, I, that, that, do you remember the piece? I mean. Yeah, to the, the horn concerto. Yes. Um, yeah, it's based to me. It's so like one of the uh, Irish jigs, you know, <laughs> called the Piper's Chair. You know, so and I mix it all together into a match, you know, and it becomes chaotic, you know, and then I I get a big Chinese gong to bang it out of it, you know, and it continues there, but we win in the end and the poor French horn player, you know, is totally disgusted. It's tremendous fun. I call it Planksty Mozart, Planksty Mozart, which is a, an old Irish word for good health you. <laughs> no, I love it, I love it. The, you're talking about the locations of Far and Away, and, and one of the most striking locations in that film is the beautiful Corroderie House in, in County Wicklow.
Um, oh yeah. Uh, you know, whenever Joseph and uh, Shannon really first meet at that lovely mansion. So, did did you get a chance to attend much of the actual uh, filming location? Not really, to be honest now. Uh, uh, There was one or two occasions, all right, but that Kilrudery House was, is beautiful, you know. In fact, I'm looking at the table here in my kitchen, and it was a, a tree that came down and I managed to get some of the wood from it, you know, it's, a, it's an ancient piece, you know, and it's absolutely mm. beautiful. But, uh, sorry, I drifted on there for a minute, but it's, uh, uh, it brings back memories. That film of all the different things that happened, you know, brings back memories. And when I hear the music, you know, it's very touching. It's a very touching score. No, it absolutely is. And, you know, after, because you play the solo uh, during the, the beginning credits, as you were saying. Yeah. And then the, the first time we hear, I suppose, you as a band, is um, the Fighting Donnellys. Now, that was was that some of the scenes shot in County Kerry? Is that is that right? Some of the near the coast. That, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was near Dingle, wasn't it? Yes. That's right. Yeah, I, I go to Dingle quite a bit. My daughter-in-law is from down there, and uh, it's, it's a great part of the world. Beautiful. In, in fact, uh, years ago with Siobhan, the late Siobhan McKenna, great actress. Um, there was a there was a, a film made of the play by the Western World mm. by John Millington Singh, which I've been associated with different versions of it on stage as well as screen. But uh, they had the races on the the beach down there, you know, and uh, so and there was this kind of fiery music as well, you know, which when when John put together the that particular scene or the music for that particular scene and. Um, uh, it, it, it brought, you know what I mean, the feeling back to me, it was so much like the 1960 version of the play-by. Yes, yes, it has that same kind of feeling, I know what you mean.
to be able to play whistle freestyle was was a joy for me you know what I mean I just lay back and he watched me <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we got I think in one take <laughs> you were playing from the heart and it was, was actually caught at the time which is a, a great thing to experience that, that's right and you know like I, I, I had that opportunity with Barry Linden as well like the team music uh, the love theme from Barry Linden which uh, caught people's hearts at all and uh uh, just one thing about the film, you know, we we got an Oscar for the, the music, you know, which was great. Yes, the best adapted score, wasn't it, at, the, at that time? Which uh, it was mm. w- woman, woman for Ireland. Was it woman, woman of Ireland? Ireland? That's yes, correct. yeah, yeah. yeah. And because uh, you you were saying about being beside John Borman, and that was the because then you had um, sequences. Was it I dreamt I woke up? Is that right? Oh, that's right. And elevation, you're there soundtrack release of Far and Away so it, obviously it's remastered so it's it's never sounded as good so we'll, we'll definitely make sure you get a copy Gosh um, I have to, that's great what, what label is it coming out on? So it's coming out on a label called La La Land Records Oh um, La La Land Records, yes, yes yeah. I saw. So they're, yeah, they're I saw based that. in That's wonderful Yeah, wonderful. so it's um, and it's going to be released um, literally I think a couple of days after your big concert in Boston so it's on, on St. Patrick's Day so it's it's well timed. Oh, terrific! Yeah, that's brilliant. I, I often wonder sometimes I, I should do a, put together an album of uh, music I've done for film scores, you know? Oh, I uh, think you should, yeah. Films over the years, you know? Like I did one with Peter O'Toole way back in 1974, <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm going to play this, some of that music. It's to do with a train sequence. And uh, but there was other ones like uh, Agnes Brown. I call it Agony Brown. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with Angelica Houston directed and, and played in, you know? And that comes out quite a lot. It's been shown quite a bit now, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. On and off. But there's, there was other films that I've done as well, little bits and pieces. Uh, uh, I must get around to doing sometime. Maybe put it all together as one, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 you should. And then, and then you can maybe put that new arrangement... Hopefully, yeah. if John Williams does a new arrangement of Far and Away, that would be a great addition. That'd be terrific, yeah. Wouldn't I it? just loved it because like, I mean, that music was really lovely, you know. I thought it was so, uh, so Irish and so touching, you know, a beautiful arrangement, you know. Totally, yeah. He, he, he caught the, the heart and soul of, you're right, of the country and of the people. And, and certainly, you know, your contribution to that is not to be underestimated. So. Paddy Maloli, it's been lovely to speak with you about your work on Far and Away. And, yes. And look, we, we, we wish you all the best. Thank you very much, Tim. See you all in Los Angeles, please, God. <laughs> <laughs>
Far and Away, the expanded edition, is now available at lalalandrecords.com. Thanks once again to Maurizio for hosting us, and special thanks to Mike Mattesino and Michelle Finley. to seeing you again soon. All the best. Thanks to Tim Burden for gifting us this exclusive interview. Thank you for listening. Until the next episode of the Legacy of John Williams podcast. <laughs>